we're back another episode of trade talk and uh what are we like episode 14 season two um looking at markets this morning kind of liking what's going on oddly airlines are running up and uh and that's weird because we all know the impending the impending um earnings that are coming up for most airlines but it seems like most people are maybe pricing some of this in i i don't really think that's the case you know the numbers kind of show are going to show differently um to see if you're really 90 percent down on the profits uh, but i'm still bullish on airlines and i have some puts uh set up for when um things go to hell in a handbasket but this episode isn't about airlines. This episode is actually about shale. Um, the shale gas industry is uh, a industry that has made America the number one oil producer in the last decade. Isn't that kind of crazy? A time where we had $140 oil in this country and now, oh, and we were the most oil dependent, uh, which we are still probably the most oil dependent, but we didn't create any of it and we were just uh you know at the mercy of OPEC and everyone else and now all of a sudden we are uh the number one producer of oil in the last 10 years but there is an issue uh, for those who don't know what shale is and fracking is it's a system in which you uh dig underground drill horizontally break up rock that has uh oil or natural gas sediment in it use water um, and extract that gas. Um, it is very expensive. It was created back in early 07, 08 time uh, to try to mitigate the cost of uh, oil. Well, there's a problem that has happened because as OPEC was wise to what the Americans were doing in, in these regards, they started increasing supply rather than decreasing supply uh, to push down the prices and make it very difficult for the U.S. markets to afford uh, to be in the shale and fracking business. Uh, ever so prevalent in my conversation on this podcast is speaking on triple B debt, and it's going to be prevalent for the next year. And what most people are not aware of is that of the probably over 100 shale gas companies that are in this country, uh, the majority of them are triple B debt. The only ones that are very high quality are like ConocoPhillips, uh, ExxonMobil, companies like that. But mostly everyone else is pretty just much getting by and has a lot of loans out at 80, uh, sorry, not 80, at about uh, 40, $45 valued oil. That is to say that there is a book value to your economic year based off of what oil is and what price oil is. And a lot of companies know exactly what that is. Even countries know exactly what that is. As we go through this, um, uh, through this podcast, you'll kind of get an idea of what I mean. So that is to say that um, 
U.S. shale companies are under immense pressure with oil prices at 20 to $26, um, and no cut of production in sight from Russia and uh, the oil cartels. You see, people are going to say that, you know, this is not sustainable, and I agree, it is not sustainable. No way you can have oil this low. But the problem is, as I said in my other podcast that was speaking about oil uh, and how to play that trade, and this one is speaking about shale companies, which is different uh, because I think the shale companies are ripe for bankruptcy and give you a, a great opportunity at um, very quick returns. But people are kind of misunderstanding that the shale business doesn't have a fight in it. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not a proponent of being long shale gas companies. Because one, when they go into bankruptcies and you're long, most of them are um, are operating in Texas and Texas is not very friendly to investors, especially oil and gas investors. But the shale business uh, the shell industry, excuse me, is being very aggressive in fighting back. Uh, so shale is now lobbying with a former governor and former Trump, a former governor of Texas and for, former uh, Trump energy secretary, Rick Perry, uh, to help them um, kind of stabilize and stabilize their business. You know, they're definitely afraid of Saudi Arabia continuing to pump its oil into um, into the U.S. because one of the biggest storage facilities for oil is in Texas, West Texas, not at West Texas, and uh, over there in the Gulf, and it's wholly owned by Saudi Arabia. So they're asking and lobbying with Rick Perry to talk to uh, Trump and informing them that, um, you know, the Saudis should be barred from um, importing any more oil. They should have um, some restraints put on them, some tax, extra taxes put on them because we should not just allow them to flood our markets, reduce our prices, and put our people out of jobs. You know, this is like the perfect headwind that is coming our way in this economy. On one hand, Trump says that, hey, you know, this is the biggest, best tax cut that uh, the U.S. investor has ever gotten. Sorry, the U.S. investor, the U.S. Um, individuals ever gotten because gas prices are so low. I mean, you can see them at 169 in a lot of places for regular. However, uh, it threatens to put people, you know, out of business. I mean, it, already Whiting Petroleum has already filed for bankruptcy protection. Uh, there will be several other companies that will file for bankruptcy protection. Most um, shale companies are not even running their oil rigs right now and they're running at bare minimum literally they're just like barely keeping the lights on if if at all most operations are suspending um because they need to just literally survive right so the other thing that the shale companies are asking rick perry to do is um Pull the U.S. military, request that the U.S. military aid to Saudi Arabia be pulled, um, add more sanctions to Russia for their extra oil production, and get the complete markets just stabilized to a 40 to $45 price. So don't enjoy your cheap oil for that long. However, 
that is not how it's going to happen. And I say that because there has been um, a very well-documented Pulitzer Prize-winning author and energy expert, uh, Daniel Jurgen. He calculates that um, virtually every available gallon of storage space in the world will be full by late April, early May, meaning they're pumping so much oil out of the ground and selling it that, sorry, not even selling it, they're just pumping it, that um, there will be no more storage space. And when that happens, prices will fall because, what, late April, early May, we'll probably still be in quarantine. I'm very, I'm very positive we'll be in quarantine up until uh, June. There'll be no demand for the oil. And due to uh, no demand for the oil, um, you're going to see prices fall. I wouldn't be surprised if you see prices go back to 20 and sub 20 for um, oil. I, I don't see why it wouldn't happen. Um, most people are saying that we will probably get some uh, some cuts to production in this next OPEC meeting this coming Thursday. Uh, what is that? I think like the the, uh, the 10th of um, April. But the problem is Trump doesn't have a lot of power in that in that situation. Yeah, he could cut some um he could cut some you know military aid and and put in some sanctions on Russia and everything like that. But the original fight started and he wasn't even aware of it. You know, the market became shocked by it uh come the next uh the next Monday from after they had their little tiff. MBS, which is Mohammed bin Salman, uh, who is the uh, crown ruler of Saudi Arabia, does not give a damn. He has he is enforcing his uh, will and letting people know he is going to set the price of global oil. Doesn't matter if o- what OPEC thinks, doesn't matter what anyone thinks, that's what he wants. He does have an issue in that, well, I don't want to say it's an issue. It's, it's just something that's within the Saudi budget. The Saudi budget wants oil at $80 a barrel. Um, at its height last year, it's about $60 a barrel, roughly. Um, they have already broken out their budget at $80 a barrel. But like I said before, they don't have a money problem as they just had their IPO with Saudi Aramco. They've raised a bunch of money. They're fine. That's why they don't mind this war um, of, of over oil production. Then you have the Russians who uh, they would prefer oil at $42 a barrel. Their whole budget is pegged at $42 a barrel, but Russians are very loose on taxes uh, as it it pertains to oil production, and they have it pretty cheap. They can get get as low as about $15 and still operate. The companies can still operate at about $15. The Russians are saying that they will cut production. Um... And the original origin of this whole thing started with the Saudis wanting the Russians to cut production. But as much as they could say they want to cut production, there's a serious issue to the fact that recession is global and people need to raise money. However, the Russians are probably also saying that they can't raise money, um, so much money using oil because demand is not there. Chinese economy is just now gearing up. People are starting to be a little bit of tourists again in China, but, you know, you need, 
you need a serious demand for how much oil they have produced and pumped at this time. My thesis is, at the end of the day, that um, you need you need OPEC and Russia intervention uh, for this thing to all work out. And what I mean by this thing to all work out is that Trump wanting the cartels and um, Russia to, and the, by the cartels I mean uh, the guys in Saudi Arabia, they're, they're considered the oil cartels, OPEC and Saudi Arabia. You need these guys to all be on the same page um, in order for this intervention to work. And this is more of a game of ego. And one of them is not hurting for cash. They would like a better position, but at the end of the day, just not hurting for cash. So the likelihood that you see this take place in a timely fashion, I believe is highly unlikely. I believe you could get some, some word this Thursday that some, some production is going to be cut. But even every analyst on the street is saying, you know, you sell the oil rally. Don't even waste your time. I mean, as of this current time, it's oil down 6%, uh, pretty much wiping out most gains that it made on Friday, in the Friday session, which is fine. Yeah. The money, like I said, is in the long options when these prices have to go back up. We already know what their book values are. We know it's a pissing contest. It will happen, but it's not going to happen for a while. So most people who are who are long uh, oil futures on the short end, I think you'll feel some pain. Um, I think even with a production cut and you might get a slight spike in oil prices, you won't be okay because you're still going to reach a point where you have all that oil that has been produced and you don't have uh, you're running out of a place to store it and you don't have enough demand using it in all I am short uh, shale and fracking companies I'm not short the big ones I'm short uh, about the hundred or so small ones and I'm going to list uh, the ones that I like for shorting and likely going out of business as we already know Whiting Petroleum is filed for bankruptcy they'll get a reorganization um, You'll see Chesapeake Energy probably out of business, which is crazy because Harold Hamm has made billions of dollars off of Chesapeake Energy. And here you are going out of business. The same thing with Whiting Petroleum, $150 a few years ago, uh, $150 a share a few years ago. Now it's like 17 cents. Um, Enter Plus, I believe, will be, is a great short. Rose Hill, a great short. Bonanza Creek, a great short. Um, High Point, Laredo, QEP, Murphy Oil, PDC Energy, Continental Resource, uh, Collin Petroleum, and Marathon Oil. I think those are all great short positions. Um, and if you can dabble in the bonds, you'll make even more money in the bonds because the bonds, if, if you hear any inkling of bankruptcy, the bonds pretty much go to below $30, uh, $30 a bond. Uh, sorry, not thirty dollars. Three hundred dollars a bond. Uh, thirty dollars is what you'll see the how you'll see it quoted, but it's meant to say three hundred dollars a bond as bonds are bought in hundreds. Most of these um, shale companies have, you know, their facilities 
pretty much running on the skimmest and slimmest margins available. Some are not making any money and simply just paying, paying money. They're asking Trump next for a bailout, which is a very interesting predicament for the administration to be in because you could say, wow, so you're going to try to fight the coronavirus front at one time and still try to fight uh, the shale gas <laughs> systematic bankruptcies at, a, at another time. Man, that's a challenging fight for this administration, and uh, you can only juggle things so much. Um, Whiting Petroleum is pretty much already done for. I, I, I don't see how they get saved. I don't see how most of these companies get saved. There's just too many of them. It's not like the big airlines where you know there's like three or four guys that, you know, you got to put some money in their pocket and, and, and keep things running. I think in this situation, you're going to just see most of them just get flushed out. And uh, we hope that uh, for our positions, that's what happens. Again, uh, short, most of the smaller shale and fracking companies. Um, I think there's great money to be made there, great value on the short end. Look into the bonds. This is LAACO with Trade Talk. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you. Until next time.